San Diego First Church, so good to be with you again. This is our Living Lectionary podcast in which we take a look at one of the lectionary passages that was for this previous week. This week we are connecting uh, with Dee's sermon text that was coming out of 1 Peter chapter 2 and connecting it to the lectionary passage that is found in the book of Acts. This is Acts chapter 7, beginning in verse 55 through 60. And as always, I'm here with Pastor D. D, good to see you. Be with you today. Hi, Matt. You doing well? You doing doing well? well. Yep. Good. Very much so. (laughs) We are uh, reading out of the NRSV, this passage in Acts, which begins this way. Uh, And I should probably offer a little context to this verse um, because we're only getting six verses here. Acts chapter 7 is uh, about a a disciple of Christ's, uh, a part of the early church by the name of Stephen. And Stephen was accused of blasphemy and uh, was put on trial before the Sanhedrin. And uh, he was found guilty, although he preaches a message that is... uh, talking to kind of how the people of Israel continue to reject prophets and people with uh, a word from God, uh, beginning with Moses and on through the history of the people. Um, So he is then uh, put on trial, and this is uh, the the end of his execution in Acts chapter 7. It begins this way in verse 55. But filled with the Holy Spirit... He gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. Look, he said, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. But they covered their eyes and with a loud shout all rushed together against him. And then they dragged him out of the city and began to stone him. And the witnesses laid their coats at the feet of the young man named Saul. While they were there stoning Stephen, he prayed, Lord Jesus, received my, uh, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Then he knelt down and cried out in a loud voice, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. And when he said this, he died. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. Uh, so your sermon on chapter uh, 2 of 1 Peter was a lot about... Houses and stones, and here you have the stoning of Stephen, uh, in which he prays at that kind of final verse that he, uh, that Lord Jesus receive his spirit. Uh, clearly, the connection is stones, which is kind of an unusual connection here, uh, with the stone being the stone, the cornerstone of in Second First uh, Peter chapter two. But here you use him as a as a death, as a symbol of of death here. Uh, so help us connect. The, the dots between Acts chapter 7 and First Peter chapter 2? Um, I'm not sure there are a lot of dots to connect. Um, I think you did a great job of uh, recognizing that for whatever reason, the lectionary um, organizers uh, tied in this Acts passage. Um, I'm not sure if their intent was that the stoning in this particular passage would link to the rocks and stones that were in the First Peter passage, but um, it certainly seems like it presents at least some type of bridge from one to the other. Um, I do find, though, that the imagery in First Peter chapter two 
speaks about um, living stones. These appear in the Acts passage to be stones of death, so mm-hmm. dramatic difference between those two. Yeah. Um, in that Peter passage, it says that the rock that was rejected, a rejected rock, becomes the cornerstone, which is a very important rock, that the um, living stone can also be a stumbling block. So another contrast between it um, being positioned in one light by some people and in a very different light by others. I think maybe um, what I feel like happens in this Acts passage is that very horrible things have connections to very amazing and wonderful things. Mm. And I think it's a wonderful reminder to me that my immediate experience with certain certain circumstances um, often only give me the beginning of the story, not the whole story. So... uh, Part of the backstory of this is Stephen's wonderful orator, Mm -hmm. but he's asked to serve tables in the early church, asked to take care of those who are needing food in what would appear as if a less important task. And yet in doing that, he earns such great respect from others. And so here's a mundane task that becomes a pathway to respect. He then preaches an amazing sermon that results in people tearing their clothes, gnashing their teeth, language that just speaks of, oh, you hit a hot button here. And um, keep talking and we'll make this even worse, which he does. (laughs) He talks about looking up into heaven and seen the uh, Jesus standing at the right hand of God and heaven opening up. Um, and at this, they cover their ears, they yell, they all rush at him, they drag him out of the city and start throwing stones. So this strong, powerful orator then gets into trouble. But as a result of this trouble, he has a vision that is otherworldly and teaches us for generations to come. Um, He has a wonderful response of grace toward his um, opponents, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't keep him from being put to death. So it's just, it it is a reminder to me from 2 Peter that the same stone can be a stumbling block or a cornerstone. It can be a problem for some people and it can be the very foundation of their life for others Mm. and this story has always held for me i shouldn't say always it certainly has in recent years held for me this contrast of what's going on is bigger than what i think's going on yeah and and God's bigger than what mm-hmm. I see going on. Yeah. Um, I will say the one other piece that I love about this passage, and this really isn't a connecting point, other than, well, l- let me name the piece, and then I'll try and make a small connecting point, that Stephen sees Jesus standing by the Father 
and I believe in every other instance where this similar vision is expressed, Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father. Mm -hmm. This makes you wonder, what's the story there? Yeah, yeah. Is this a standing ovation that's happening (laughs) in the heavenlies? I'm not sure. Um, That's just, it's certainly kind of a colloquial thing that maybe would not be relevant to people of that time. But it is interesting that standing seems to depict more attentive, Mm. a a posture of um, readiness and participation. And I wonder if Stephen in those moments alone, stoned by himself, doesn't say that there are any other believers that were being stoned at the same time. Yeah. To get a vision provided that makes him feel not alone. Yeah. And Peter in second chapter is talking to a group of people who are aliens in a strange land, alone, pushed aside. And Peter is saying to them, oh, but this good news is for you. The resurrected Christ is all about you. Yeah. This is for your betterment. And I... I think that's a powerful message we see in both storylines. Yeah. You might feel like you're alone. You're not. Yeah. So that's that's part of the bridge that I see between the two. Anything that catches your eye in this passage, Matt? Yeah, I uh, I see those as well. And I think those are, I think your insight there is uh, really interesting, especially the, the suffering alone. Um, I think we tend to like, think we are so alone um and yet in this instance and in the in your sermon you point out the collective nature of of what we're called to do in our faith in christ um and that we're not doing that alone and one of the i think the there's like uh i see both passages like seeping in irony too Mm. um so in that the uh, in the Peter passage, uh, in, in quoting the scriptures, he's he's pointing out the like irony of this is the the stone that was rejected is the cornerstone. That's that's ironic. Like that is like the the thing that was rejected by others is actually the centerpiece of what we're doing as as followers of Jesus. And I see the same thing here with with Stephen's message around pointing out to the the Sanhedrin, these Jewish leaders, hey, like, it, the word of God has come as a challenge, and, the, and Christ is here and is risen from the dead, and you rejected him as long as, like, the, the power structures have seemed to have this constant, like, rejection and try to stamping out messengers from God, and, and you put them to death. And then they put Stephen to death. <laughs> like they do exactly what he had pointed out, mm. and I, that that they mm. do. And so it's not just the sermon, but it's the the his his embodied life becomes like this. Yeah, if somebody is telling you who you are, and not in like a mean way, but in like a hey, we the the truth is right here. You you might want to believe them, <laughs> like just a step, yeah. like yeah. maybe take their opinion. With a grain of salt, but at least accept it and hold it at a minimum. Instead of trying to command and control your way out of 
whatever renovation is necessary mm. to kind of bring it back to what you were preaching on Sunday. The, 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 the message that Stephen is calling them to is one of renovation. Like this is, this is a pattern for us. Like we mm. keep rejecting the people God are sending. We need to figure that out. And they're like, for that, we're going to kill you. <laughs> like it is a, a, once again, a reminder that we, we have stuff that we need to take care of in our own midst. And if we're truly to build that, be the house of the Lord, as you so imaginatively mm-hmm. helped us with, and we, we got to look around and see what walls we need to knock down and other ways to decorate. I think that's the challenge. That's the bridge that I see there. And it's the challenge I, I hear. Yeah, that's poignant. I, it, as you say that, it, makes me think that Peter, instead of his very gracious, Lord, do not hold this sin against them, that I could see me in that situation going, hey, this is my point. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You're proving my point, but stop proving my point. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. And, And renovation, I think, for us, in our Western culture, I think, way of thinking often carries with it, oh, the new, the latest thing, the renovate with everything that's brand new in every way. Yeah. You are, if anybody's been in my office and we're sitting here now, right behind you, Matt, is a is an art piece of artwork that's a modern piece of artwork by Sonny Mercer and she often takes materials that have been discarded, thrown away, and turns mm-hmm. them into beautiful pieces of artwork. Yeah. And part of that is her depiction of what she thinks is the spiritual work of, of God in our life. And those pieces that seemed um, disposable, uh, renovation sometimes is simply repurposing them mm. and, and turning them into sanctified pieces that God then knows how to work back into a yeah. renovation. Yeah. Um, and not only would the um, powers that be find Stephen disposable, but we will find as this story unfolds that the Christian community would have found Saul disposable yeah. as he sits there and watches this happen and holds their coats and becomes a huge opponent to the church. Yeah. But God's renovation takes that which we would have completely discarded and allows Paul to be transformed, renovated in a way that turns the whole Gentile world upside down yeah. with the missionary work that he does. Yeah, it's it's the the stance of are we going to be defensive or are we going to be mm-hmm. vulnerable? Yeah. The the Sanhedrin here and and those who would say like our house is perfect. Like I don't even need to go on the show, listed or love it. I already love it. It's perfect. I live in the perfect house. Yeah. Like there's there's a lack of there's just defensiveness. And what you see in Stephen and what you see in Ananias who is the person Saul goes to. Oh yeah. It, he's in a vulnerable place too. Yeah. And it, it's without if we aren't vulnerable to saying like, yeah, we got some stuff. 
we need to we need to work out and we need to get underneath the the boards of to understand the the good the what can be reclaimed what can what can stay and what is healthy and is going to be helpful for us going forward and see where the rot is yeah what's toxic <laughs> yeah we, yep. but that takes vulnerability and i think that's what i hear here in in the comparison between Stephen and and Saul and taking that uh, kind of renovation metaphor you used in on Sunday. Mm. Thanks, Matt. This has helped me. Always good to be with you, D. Thanks, Matt.